0: State your team, your show. This is Sports Nightly. Pitch,
1: hot shot, base hit down the left field line. Roscoe will score. Here comes Cervantes. He's being waved home. Acker also being waved home, and the relay throw to the plate is not in time. It's a bases-clearing double by Bryce Matthews, and the Cornhuskers lead it four to nothing.
0: Sports Nightly is presented by the NDOT Highway Safety Office, who reminds you to buckle up and put the phone down. Now, let's check the pulse of Husker Nation with your hosts, Greg Sharp and Ben McLaughlin.
1: Oh, baby, the NCAA Tournament underway. The playing games are going on. One's about to wrap up. 28 seconds left. Texas Southern with a six-point lead. Check that. Five-point lead on Mount St. Mary's. And Wichita State in an old Missouri Valley matchup. Leads Drake 21-11. Getting late first half in that game. Welcome to Sports Island. You've got a full three hours coming your way tonight. That'll include our volleyball show coming up in hour number two. The Cooks will be here. John and Lauren will be here to talk Husker volleyball. They swept Iowa last night. They'll face the Hawkeyes again Saturday night at the Levante Center. And Nebraska back on beam after dropping that five-set heartbreaker to ohio state last week so we've got a full three hours going to hear from austin allen husker tight end coming up here in a little bit huskers this week wrapping up winter conditioning they get a couple days of kind of downtime next week and then it goes spring practice begins uh, on the tuesday of the following week but we'll hear from austin allen here how things have been going for the guys over the last couple of months, looking forward to that interview. We will, and then hour number three, we'll have the conclusion of our face-off series between Ben and Josh. Looking forward to that. It's split at a game apiece. So here we go tonight, winner take all. Who who gets that trophy? Who either retains that trophy or takes that trophy away from Ben? Looking forward to that in the third hour. We'll also have our flicks picks as well. And you can dial us up with a comment or question on our Sports Only Hotline. Brought to you by the Woodhouse Auto Family. Bringing you more choices in brands, locations, and service. Experience the difference. Purchase with confidence. This is Woodhouse. 531-500-4686 for a call or a text utilizing that same number. Well, Ben, right after we got off the show last night, Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald posted a story at Omaha.com. He had a chat with Husker Athletic Director Bill Moose about a number of topics couple of things were a little surprising in there that apparently Nebraska is going to need clearance from the Big Ten on what they can have in attendance for the spring game. When we last talked to Bill Moose, which I believe was at the end of January, he felt like, and I agreed with him, that because you're not playing another Big Ten institution at your own game, your guys, your coaches, your staff – that you really wouldn't need clearance from the league about who can come through the gates. Well, that's a gray area apparently because the Big Ten is now mulling over what to do for spring game attendances around the league. I mean, you got Purdue's basically done. They're they're kind of finished and really aren't going to even have a game. Um, that was surprising about the chat with with Sam McEwen. Um, the other thing was is that as the as the football schedule stands now for the fall, Nebraska is going to play a week zero game against Illinois and Champaign. That was the game that was supposed to take place in Dublin, Ireland. Obviously, that's off now. It's just come back to the states. It's an Illinois home game. So that's going to be the last Saturday of August. The rest of college football and the rest of the Big Ten is going to get going the next Saturday, which is Labor Day weekend. As it currently stands, Nebraska has that as an open week. They purposely left that as an open week because if, if they were traveling to Ireland, flying back, they wanted some recovery time from the long trip, just take the week off and get going. But Nebraska now I think feels like they need to play that week and save the bye weeks for later on in the season. Right now the bye week is slated to be late October. Um and so you'd have the bi-week, Labor Day weekend, and then a bye week in late October. Well, they, they want to keep the one in late October, obviously, but they're maybe trying to finagle a way to play somebody else in the non-conference on Labor Day weekend. It's late. I mean, most people have their schedule set by now. They do have a, a currently on the schedule. Southeast Louisiana is lined up as a game in mid-November. Well, if they could get them to shift, but they Southeast Louisiana already has a game slated for Labor Day weekend. I think Nebraska would prefer to have that bye week in November than have it in September. That, to me, makes a lot of sense, Ben, to try to – yeah, I mean, now that you're not flying across the pond, as they say, and you're just a short flight to Champaign in late August, I think you want to get the rhythm of the season going. You don't want to play and then be off. I I think that makes a lot of sense. Now, whether they can find somebody and pull this together kind of at the 11th hour here, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think logistically –
2: Nebraska's hands were tied, you know, to having that second, or I guess theoretically, the week one, off because of you know the the move back uh, to the United States after the game with Ireland. Now Nebraska didn't find out until, you know, just just a, a little while ago that that game was was off, and and that that changes things logistically. And then I think you know it's a much more traditional sense and, and a schedule format or structure that that. You, you would like if you could help it. So, again, I'm with you. I think, you know, if you ask players, would you rather have a week of rest after one game or after six games and nine games, they're going to want it later in the season because their bodies are beat up and they could use that time to rest. So, I mean, I, th- I think just from a overall recovery standpoint, you, w- you would want that, that second bye week later in the season just to make sure – your bodies are rested up for the stretch run, you know, in this case, you know, November on. If you if you could get that southeastern louisiana game changed to either a new opponent or or new date. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I think this makes does make a lot of sense. We'll see if they can get something kind of figured out and find somebody who could maybe move a game around so that they could come. And they want it, they obviously want that to be the home game. And also, you look at Nebraska's schedule for next year, Ben. It's really odd that they were to play Buffalo in that second Saturday of September. That, as it stands right now, is the only home game in september and you think about how nebraska usually has three sometimes four home games before you get to the month of october depending on whether you start the season in late august or early september and as it stands right now only that buffalo game is at home because right after the buffalo game it's the trip to norman and then it's a road trip i believe to michigan state or to, to round out the month of september so i think they would love to for their fans for the Supporters of the program for the local businesses to have a couple of September home games. And right now there's only one. So that that factors into all of this as well. Hey, buckle up and put the phone down. It's a reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. The other thing that that puzzles me and I, it continues to puzzle me, and we've, we've certainly been hard on the Big Ten, been uh, you, both of us uh, on this program with some of the decisions and head-scratching decisions that they have made Moving down, doing, navigating the pandemic here in the last 12 months. Well, you know, I, it, this does not make much sense to me that the Big Ten can litigate what you can do for your spring game. I just, this baffles my mind that that obviously now is in play. And heck, we've got the spots running during the show now about Nebraska here in a couple of weeks is hosting the Big Ten men's gymnastics meet at PBA, and they're selling 5,000 tickets for that. But as of right now, I don't think Nebraska has the go-ahead. I hope it's coming. I hope some cooler heads prevail and some common sense snaps into these folks that Nebraska is going to be allowed to have people at their spring game on May the 1st. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess. But this is the Big Ten that we've just been head-scratching about for the last 10, 12 months. Yeah, as
2: I've been saying, you know, we've been getting a lot of fans asking us about baseball over the last few months, too. And I I think my same answer kind of applies to that as it does this. And I've done I'm done just trying to give up to I've given up trying to figure out what I think is going to happen. I don't I just don't know. I I see what's happening around the country. I see what's happening around, you know, different sporting events and inside events, outside events. Um, different sports and all these other leagues, and it doesn't seem to have any impact or implication on what the Big Ten is going to do. So I I still think this conference is on an island when it comes to making decisions, and I don't know. I guess my point is it's not – the Big Ten isn't influenced by what's going on around the country. They're going to do their own thing regardless. So I I don't think you can look at the fact that the NCAA is allowing fans – in Big Ten arenas in Purdue and Indiana for basketball tournaments, but a stone's throw away at Alexander Field or um, Indiana's new baseball facility, they can't have fans outside for an Indiana-Minnesota baseball game. But you can pack fans into (laughs) Assembly Hall or Mackey Arena for an NCAA event, but not a Big Ten event. So, again, I – I don't know that 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 it's it's apples to apples even though it's pretty clear that it is, right? We're all people. I mean, it, it's not like the Big 10 we have different species of 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 beings in in our states. These are the same human beings that are playing right now at uh Mackey Arena with Drake and Wichita State that Purdue baseball could be playing this week at home against a Penn State or whoever. It, it I mean, and so again, I, I I don't know what, what else to say about it. I, I, I just Until they make that decision, you can't, you can't think that the Big Ten is saying this is an apples-to-apples situation because if it were, we would have fans at baseball stadiums. We would have fans. The spring game conversation wouldn't be a conversation, and we would be looking forward to talking about how many fans could attend Memorial Stadium and uh, East Lansing and, and the Horseshoe and the Big House in the fall. That would be where the conversation is geared towards, not we're watching a game right now with fans at Mackey Arena, but no Purdue baseball fans will be allowed at Alexander Field to watch the Boilers
1: play baseball. I don't get it. Yeah, it just it's just blows your mind. Heads, You, you scratch your head, and, and I can hear people going, Kevin Warren, Kevin Warren, Kevin Warren. It, it's, this is not his call. This is the president's and the chancellor's calls, and I can guarantee you that Ronnie Green – Bill Moose have been pushing, pushing hard, and they're not the only ones. I, I know Ohio State wants fans at their spring game. Uh, I know Penn State wants fans at their spring game. There are schools in this league that they, and it may be all across the board. Maybe all 14 of them. I don't know that for a fact, but it's probably more than, more than half want fans at their spring games coming up here in the next month to six weeks when everybody start has having their spring game contest. This is squarely in the hands of the presidents and the chancers. And now that they've opened up the gates for these championship events, like the men's gymnastics event that will be at PBA in a couple of weeks, I just hope, fingers crossed, that they come to their senses and allow this for the outdoor sports and for the spring football game in Lincoln. But as of right now, we're on hold until this all gets figured out. So frustrating it is, and well, I certainly maybe at the top of the list of the guys who are frustrated with this whole thing. All right, that's what we have here on the program tonight. Again, coming up here in a few minutes, Husker tight end Austin Allen will be here. We have time to tell you to choose your experience with Woodhouse, shop finance, and buy your next vehicle in person or online at woodhouse.com. Ben's back with Austin Allen. We'll talk some Husker football. How has winter conditioning been going for the guys? We'll do that next off and rolling
2: here on a sports nightly thursday ben mclaughlin with you happy to welcome on our first guest of the night austin allen nebraska tight end here onto the show austin first of all thanks for joining us man i i, I gotta start with the hard-hitting stuff first i know you're an avid golfer with the nice weather recently you had a chance to dust off the sticks yet
3: oh for sure that, first of all thanks for having me it's uh good to be on here but yeah it's uh we had a week stretch in there where that was beautiful weather we went out a couple times and uh, my main competitor was Travis. Uh, we went out, and <laughs> I had him by four strokes in the first nine, and he got me by four strokes in the back nine. So we ended up tying. So it was kind oh, of Oh, a- man. Yeah, anticlimactic finish. So we're gonna have to go back out here when it gets hot again here soon and uh, settle that.
2: I'm sure that sat in your mouth like salt water, leaving the course that day. No, no, nothing worse than leaving the golf course on a tie. I can, uh, I, I can, I can only imagine how that goes. Well,
0: yeah. the
2: golf course isn't the only place you've been competing. Tell us about just the off season so far, and you know the dodgeball ball game and the the paintball game and just all, all the the competitiveness that's that's been on the on the display for you guys as a team and, and bringing you guys closer together.
3: Yeah, you're exactly right. We've uh, we've had a lot more opportunities to grow closer together as a team. Um, it's been kind of a blessing for the guys on the team right now with the coaches not being able to recruit out and about. So usually the springtime we don't see it much of them at all because they're in Florida, Georgia, they're in Virginia, they're out recruiting. Um, but we've had opportunities to um, talk about what we want to get accomplished as an offense more this off season just because they're around um, and that that's opened up the opportunities for us to do more team building activities like you said, paintball dodgeball, and those have all been great. um I love paintballing, I love shooting um <laughs> so that, that was that was fun just to shoot my teammates a little bit but uh dodgeball is, it's always been fun it's the things so ever since you've been in elementary school that you kind of just enjoy no matter how old you are um, but uh it's going great. I think we've grown a lot as a team. There's a lot of young guys that have, that have uh, stepped up vocally, and I think that's because they've they've had the confidence of the coaches' staff being in their ear all spring and giving them the confidence that they need to, to help grow this offense in the right direction.
2: Awesome. There's a lot we, we, we need to get to and dissect, but let's just start first with the break. I, I remember chatting with you. I think it was the, right before the Rutgers game and you all were just so worn down, and rightfully so, and you chose not to go to a bowl game and kind of recharge. Do you you, and do you you feel like your teammates feel rejuvenated? Do you get the break that you need? Because, as you know, college football is a -a 12-month-a-year sport. Did you feel like you got the break you needed to kind of reset the mind and the body and and get ready for another charge and another spring here before too long?
3: Yeah, something that I uh, picked up my first couple years here, you got to – Take advantage of any break they give us, and they give us a, a pretty much a whole month off, and that was that was very beneficial to everybody, especially me. I mean, there's a lot of Nixon uh, Nixon cuts, so to say, that I've had on, on my body for that whole summer into the fall that that was given time to heal up. And I know there's some guys that are still um, dealing with some surgical stuff that they had done, um, but uh, that, that that break was was awesome for us. Um, I know this this uh, this spring so far they've we've been, they've been able to work us really hard and they've also been able to take care of us just because they've been around us with the coaching staff they all been pretty much on the same page whether it be uh, being here for too long too short just the right amount of time uh, getting our bodies right um, they've been in this business for a long time and they've um, they know how much rest we need how much how much they can exert us and uh, they got a healthy balance right now and it's um, been beneficial for all of us.
2: Yeah, your body is probably feeling good until you get into that weight room and you start throwing the weight around. Probably a little sore. What What's it been like in there, grinding away with your teammates? And um, I know you, you've got some some experienced tight ends in the room, but you've also got some younger pieces, and you also have you know younger younger freshmen all all around the team and newcomers that are figuring out what it's like working out at Nebraska for the first time. How, how has it gone in the weight room so far, and do you feel like you as a team are making the, the steps that, that you're hoping to and attaining your goals?
3: Yeah, um, so I'll start with um, some of the older guys. It's, it's, it's a blessing to lift with guys like Travis and Kurt. Um, Travis is obviously a very big, uh, heavy-set guy. He can throw mm-hmm. some weight around. He can move really well. Um, that, that motivates a guy like me who's a little bit skinnier, um, um, but that motivates me to – to improve to get onto his level and strength wise just because he's my teammate he's going to push me to be better um and that's the same way with kurt kurt's a big body guy kurt's he moves some weight too and that's we're all motivating each other and it's been nice because we've been been able to all three live together we've been our own on our, on our own little rack um what's nice about the strength staff um this 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 spring is we have the computer set up with the cameras and they've Really, we're trying to hit these numbers. It, I mean, it, it measures velocity, peak velocity, the distance traveled with the weight. Um, they've been able to calculate um, just how much power and velocity we're moving, and that's been a great competition for us to move that around, um, or, uh, great competition for us within the tight end room. Um, and then those young guys, James Carney and Fedoni, uh, they're, they're doing great. Uh, it's it's hard to tell with James Carney right now because he's dealing with some shoulder rehab that he had shoulder surgery in in, uh, in high school. But uh, Fedoni, he's he's quick. He's strong. He's he's pretty much everything everybody sought him up to be. Um, I, I'm really wanting to see what he does with pads on because that's a whole different ball game. I mean, anybody can be um, a big, fast, strong guy. But once you put the pads on, it's a different story. So I'm I'm going to be curious to see um, how he treats that, and I, I think knowing him in these first couple months, he's gonna he's gonna um, treat that well. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna do great.
2: Austin, I don't think it's a stretch to say that that your tight end group is is the deepest in the conference, and there's gonna be tons of competition on the field with a couple of newcomers that, that you just mentioned right there. What's that like for you as an older old, older player? And and you know Travis, an older player, and Kurt, Kurt I may mean, feel like Kurt just got here, but Kurt being an older player too now, to have two young pups in here. Eager to get out there on the field and just start making plays, and you mentioned pushing each other in the weight room. I have to imagine the competition on the field is going to be pretty healthy too.
3: Yeah, it's we got a, we got a tough schedule this year. I mean, everybody knows it. It's not not something that anybody's trying to hide. We, it, we're going to go out there and compete, and hopefully, as an offense, we go to the point where we're up four touchdowns in the third quarter or fourth quarter, and then we get guys that are younger, don't have much experience at all into the game. That's how you get. That's how you build great. Uh, football dynasties you get you get those the reps for guys that don't usually get to get to play so when it's their time to take the reins they're ready to go they got the experience under their belt they've they know what it feels like to to block an oklahoma d end or a um a powerhouse power five um defensive end um i think i'm gonna be curious to see uh, hopefully as an offense we get to that point um to where we get those reps for um the second string guys third string guys so to say but uh we got a lot of work to to do before we get there, and that's going to begin here in spring ball in the next two weeks.
2: Awesome. We've we've seen at times this offense what it looks like when you're kind of clicking on all cylinders, but we've also seen, you know, there are times when you guys seem kind of stuck. What you mentioned the conversations that you've had as an offense and where you're trying to go. Where, is it, where does it start? You know, I know it's, there's a lot of moving parts to it and a lot of it has to click together, but where where, where are most of the conversations geared towards of, of taking that next step as an offense and what you guys need to do?
3: Yeah, so we practice hard. Um, Frost makes that evident. We practice hard and we, we, we give all we got at practice. It's just when it comes to everything else, um, whether it be like the fine details of, showing up coach says be there 10 minutes early and you're there nine minutes early like you're still early but you ain't there when coach told you to be there um that's the stuff that i think is is slept on is stuff that we need to improve just the stuff that you don't think matters um but in the in the grand scheme of things really matters i think that was evident in a rutgers game when the season drug on it was it was the very end of a long stretch of working working out that we've done um, we let the details slip, and then Coach always says, "You you you don't rise to the occasion; you fall back to the level of your training." And if you you train every little detail right um, now, come the season, you fall back on your training and you do the little details right. I think that's going to take care of um, all those little mistakes that we'll have. Um, yeah,
2: Austin Allen, Nebraska tight end, our guest here on Sports Nightly. Austin, it's 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 becoming the case, and and all of all the college sports, but, I mean, in this, in your case, football, where um, guys leave. It's just the, 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 the nature of the beast and, you know, the transfer portal numbers are up there every single year for every single team. What's it like, you know, going to war with guys that you know want to be here and, you know, that are committed to the same goal and the same vision that you have? When you have some other players that are looking for opportunities elsewhere for whatever their reason may be, um, you know what, what the, the guys that are here. What what does it say about everyone wanting to pull in the right direction and you know be be there for the right reasons?
3: Yeah, I mean you you said it exactly right. I mean some guys this, is, this just isn't the place for them. That's that's um, there's a certain level of uh, tenacity you got to have to to compete at a the power five, in Nebraska. Um, Power Five, Big Ten school like Nebraska. It's, there's a lot of history here. You got to want to be here. Um, obviously, things in the last couple of years haven't been great for us. But you got to have a hunger to to compete for a place like Nebraska to get it back to where it, it needs to be. Um, but like I said too, there's this. It's, sometimes it's this just isn't the place for um, some kids, whether it be family related or uh, you need to go somewhere else because you think you could be in bigger impact somewhere else. But uh, it's it's awesome to know to play sp- Alongside especially guys from the state because they know exactly how Important this is to a lot of people here uh, exactly how much it means for them to um, To bring back conference championships um, And that that's that's cool for me to line up against Area line up next to guys like like white lever um, Any other guys that are really just in-state guys or guys who? Um, from Kansas or Texas, that just love the love the state of Nebraska and want to see us succeed, um, and that's that's it's just awesome to to be out there with those guys.
2: Austin, awesome. have you done much reflection this off-season about? your role with the team and how much you've grown individually to get to this point. I mean, typically in these off season interviews, you know, we chat with players that have a big impact both on the field and, you know, have, have these leadership type roles. And here you and I are are sitting here having this conversation for a reason. Have you, have you done much reflection to see, you know, being injured your, 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 last year in high school and then getting your first year under, under your belt and then last year, you know, scoring your first touchdown and having, Having a big role with the offense, catching a lot of passes, have you taken some time to yourself to, you know, reflect and maybe you know give yourself some encouragement from how far you've come?
3: Yeah, there's, I mean, there's ups and downs throughout everybody's lives. Um, mine came in the, sp- in the form of sports and the injuries. Um, fortunately, I was able to overcome that injury in high school and redshirt my first year and get some some valuable experience uh, lining up against guys like Freedom Akimelodin blocking them stilly stilly still here um that ultimately propelled me into to being able to play a lot in my redshirt freshman year and then year after that and then this last year um which has allowed me to get, gain a lot of great experience and then like you said catching the first touchdown last year i think it just opened the floodgates um for what's to come this year um and that's motivated me to look back and realize that my spot on this team could be could be a bigger impact um more leadership-wise, and what I'm trying to say is, I think I, I got a great shot to try and work, compete for a, a, a captain spot this year. Um, that's my goal going into this season. Is um, work my tail off in a way to where my teammates see that this guy is a guy that we want to see leading our team um, and representing us as a captain. And ultimately, that's that's my goal going into ending this spring, or ending this uh, winter conditioning, going into spring ball, into this end of the summer.
2: Well, I think, I think you're well on your way there, and I, I think you'll be pleased with the results. Austin, we'll, we'll let you go with this one. H- how has it been this year just compared to last? With so much uncertainty a year ago, Coach Frost talked a lot about how the off season or lack thereof really affected this team in the fall to kind of have some sense of normalcy. Now, obviously you still have to you know, follow regulations and guidelines at the same time, but you guys are moving, you're progressing, you're going to have spring practice and really everything hasn't been too far away from a, a normal off season. How has that helped you maybe pre- prepare? And, you know, I know so it's a long way to go in the off season before the fall, but um, hopefully prepare you in the right way to get ready for, for kickoff.
3: Yeah. Um, just looking back at last um, season, being an in-state guy, I remember when this COVID stuff hit. they were trying to set up ways that so the guys that were still on the state could come work out. And me being an in-state guy, I was in town pretty much the whole time. So we started really started working out in April of last um, last year, and that really was nonstop all the way up until the end of the Rutgers game. So a lot of us were from April till December were just drained and um, just based on how much we were working out. But uh, I think that allowed me to gain a lot of good experience and get a lot of good workouts in. Um, I had my DEXA body fat scan, we call it. And I, I ended up putting on six pounds of muscle mass just in this last two months. So th- I think those workouts propelled me to, to realize how, how great I can be um, when it comes to um, lifting weights and being able to change my body. Um, and, that's motivated me this this off season we have the testing coming up tomorrow and friday to to showcase what we did this off season and i'm 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 going to be really pleased i think to see how that works out for me
2: can't wait to kind of see how this plays out spring practice begins in less than 2 weeks man hard to believe you guys are going to have the pads on here before we know it and great to have you know college football some regularity back after everything we went through a year ago. Austin Allen, Nebraska tight end here with us on Sports Nightly. Austin, thanks so much for joining with us today, man. It was, it was nice catching up with you, nice chatting with you. Have a great spring. Keep that body healthy, and we look forward to seeing out there practice.
3: Will do. Thanks for having me.
0: This is the Nebraska Volleyball Radio Show, right here on the Husker Sports Network.
4: Nicklin serves, the middle has to pass. She gets it right back. Amaya Jones punches it over, now Nebraska. Set in the middle, Kayla Caffey! Kaboom! whoo hoo! Hanging, hanging, and she pounds it to the Iowa deck. Wow, that's a strong shoulder.
0: With Husker head volleyball coach John Cook.
4: Left side swing by Iowa. Nice dig by Stevens. Can you believe it? She's digging back there. Left side attack and a kill by Lexi Sun. Let Lauren Stevens can do it all. What a dig. It's nine-to-three Nebraska.
0: The Nebraska Radio Volleyball Show is presented by Sarter Heyman Jewelers, your Husker Jewelry headquarters. Sarter Heyman, the official jeweler of Husker Athletics at SarterHayman.com. Now here's your host of the Nebraska Volleyball Show, Lauren Cook. Greetings,
4: Nebraska, and welcome inside the brand spanking new Extreme Arena, Iowa City, Iowa, for Wednesday night volleyball on the HSN. Your number five Huskers, ten and two, are at the three and eleven Iowa Hawkeyes. Outside shot by Reach, one arm dig by Kaylee Akana, unreal. Left side, roll shot. Lexi Sun to the donut. It's 5-2 Nebraska. Kayleigh Akana took this rocket, one-armed it right in system to reset her center. Ortega the serve, right side swing. Jazz sweet, kaboom! Vintage. Jazz on the right, 2018. Bumps it over to the right again, the 6-5 Bezzario cross court, and there's Kaylee with a great up. Back row Nebraska. Lexi Sun drills at the dig, travels sideways and falls. A back row kill. Lexi Sun, 24-19, big red. And that's a service ace. And that set point, Kaylee Akana sets down. Iowa set one. 25 19, the verdict. Here come the Huskers. Kubik left pin. Diving dig from Slagle, their good back row player. Now outside swing. Schmitz gets stuffed. Nebraska's first block. Lawrence Devrens, who else? We're tatted one. Outside shot by Lexi Sun over dig. And Nicklin has to play the first ball. So a bump set left. Lexi Sun, roll shot down. Give the assist to. Keila Caffey, 17-14. Served by Nicklin. Good pass by the libero. Right side swing. Reeds block back. Lixi Sun doing it all. It's 19-16. Nebraska set two. Nicklin serves. The middle has to pass. She gets it right back. Amaya Jones punches it over. Now Nebraska set in the middle. Keila Caffey. Kaboom. Woo-hoo. Hanging, hanging. And she pounds it to the Iowa deck.
5: Wow. That's a strong shoulder. You know, that's. Our goal. We want to try to be hard to defend, and um, once our, you know, we were getting Nicklin the ball in a good spot, then she can do her thing. You know, I thought they got us early, but then we settled down pretty good.
4: Right side swing, Bazzero block back, but an over cover right back to the Huskers. Back row swing, Lexi, kaboom! I love that back row attack. Huskers up two love in the third. Left side swing by Iowa, nice dig by Stevens. Can you believe it? She's digging back there. Left side attack and a kill by Lexi's son. Led Lauren Stevens can do it all. What a dig, it's nine to three Nebraska. Quick attack in the middle, Kayla Caffey, kaboom. Wow, gravity has little impact on her vertical. What a strong right shoulder. 15, six.
5: They showed some resiliency, and they came into work Monday, and they bounced back. They came in wanting to get better and improve on things, and I, I saw what some of the things we did in practice Monday, we saw today in, in the match, so that was really, really good, so you want teams that want to get better.
6: Welcome into the Nebraska Volleyball Show on a Thursday of your typical Tuesday. I'm Lauren Cook West, your host for tonight. And I'm not sure where what JV is up to this evening, but rest assured, he will be back with you all next week. Be sure to buckle up and put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. And feel free to give us a call tonight. That number is 531-500-4686 and is brought to you by a Woodhouse Auto Family bringing you more choices in brands, locations and service. Experience the difference. Purchase with confidence. This is Woodhouse. You can also now text in a question to that same number 531-500-4686 thanks to us cellular proud to be the official wireless sponsor of the huskers us cellular connecting husker nation so no matter how you contact us we would love to hear from you with all that being said it's time to bring in the man of the hour the goat greatest of all time head volleyball coach john cook good evening jc
5: yeah, we're no, we're not the greatest of all time. But uh, <laughs> first question, call in. I'm not gonna text it in, and I'm too nervous to call in. But how's baby Madden?
6: She's great. She's waiting for you to come over.
5: <laughs> okay, she's she's is she, she gonna listen to the radio show tonight.
6: She is. She's uh she's tuned in. She she told me she thought about calling in, so she may be one of our callers tonight. But she got a. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Grammy and Grandpa, which is you and Mom, uh, got her an early Easter gift that arrived today. So oh, really? it's like a—I don't—I re- don't really know how to explain it, but it's she sits in it, and it's this like play gym thing, and there's a bunch of toys on it, and it helps her with learning how to like stand up and sit up, and it uh, stimulates her. I don't know, they they build motor motor skills with it, and it stimulates her, all of her senses, and I don't know. She loves it. She's very happy, very talkative while she's in it.
5: Well, good. Well, you're
6: welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so how are you? What's, what?
5: Everybody's about being a grandpa and, and Madden, because it's, you know, I think it was on last week or something on, on Big Ten Network, and So now everybody, that's the start of every conversation. How's Madden? How's it being a grandpa? So anyway.
6: (laughs) She's a a TV star.
5: I know. (laughs) And just so you know, and we'll we'll get on to volleyball, but uh, the picture you sent of her and her Irish uh, St. Patrick's Day outfit yesterday, I sent that to the Huskers and they love it. Oh, good. uh, So, okay, Lauren, let's, let's talk volleyball or something.
6: Okay. Well, well, first of all, how are you? What's new with you? And what was for dinner? Did you even have time to eat tonight?
5: Yes, I, I actually had time. We got finished early today. We went a little bit early because I wanted to um, let him try to get some sun and get out in the sun and just, you know, be out before it gets dark. Um, and uh, so we went a little bit early today because of their class schedules and got them out fast and had a great practice. And um, so... I needed to go get some food and made a nice little dinner from cuff and fish and rice from Whole Foods. Oh, beautiful now
6: we're you, s- promoting
5: Whole Foods, so.
6: you sound like you're in a good mood,
5: yeah, <laughs> well, it's cool to be having you on the show. It's awesome,
6: good, well, I'm gonna start off by asking you a question that j b requested I ask you tonight. Uh, he's okay. off teaching somewhere, doing something. But he wants to know if you've ever seen a conference this strong. I know I know, you don't pay a lot of attention to ratings, but there are five Big Ten teams in the top ten and then six in the top 12, which is just incredible, uh, mind-blowing. And I don't – in my opinion, I don't think we've ever seen anything like it before. Have you? Well,
5: With all there, the years there's... you've been coaching? Yeah, there's been – years it's been close. I mean, I think – years ago in 17 maybe or 16 I I, I care 15 um, I remember we had to play we had to play three top 10 teams in a row in the Big Ten and maybe it was four in a row and we won them all that was maybe it was 17 I can't remember but we ended up playing bang 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 four top 10 teams in a row and I'm like what other sport has to do this and yeah. and uh, so but the Big Ten's good. Everybody's, you know, all in on, on volleyball and, you know, all the teams are good. It's just right now, you know, it, uh, it'd it be, you know, with COVID, it's just messing teams up and we're getting a lot of cancellations and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, everybody thinks, oh, you're playing Iowa, you're playing Northwestern, you're playing Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers went five. They they had a chance to beat Ohio State. I'm just throwing that out there. People don't really re- recognize that. And so, Everybody's good, and you got to bring it every night.
6: So you're going to be excited about this, but we already have three callers <laughs> waiting wow. on the line. So everyone, th- this is a big night for us. Thursday night, things are popping cool. in in on the Nebraska volleyball show. So we're going to go to Matt in Waverly. Matt, welcome to the Nebraska volleyball show.
7: Hey, thanks, Lauren. Uh, coach, uh, I don't know if your daughter already. Asked you last night, but uh, on the show she was saying that she was hoping you get more people in in the third set when we were up by so much against Iowa. I was hoping you get Caitlin Meyer in, but uh, I was just wondering if we're beating Iowa so bad next time on Saturday, are you going to be able to get some more players in in one of
5: the sets? Um,
6: <laughs> I love that question. Good for you, Matt.
5: That's a great question. Um, tell you what, it's just it's it's really hard in volleyball with the momentum changes and stuff. And and again, I. Our team has not been consistent enough for me to feel real comfortable about starting to move things around a lot. So, you know, that that was one of the few games where we did have a big lead. Um, But, yeah, it's probably something I should think about. But, again, our our season is so short, and uh, Kaylin actually had a a really good practice today. It was pretty cool. I mean, there's days she's shown shown a lot. And, uh, you know, we got Cali, so – also in that position we can throw in there, but those other guys were doing really good too. So it's just hard to, that's a, that's a hard thing. I'm not really a very good coach at, at doing that really. Cause I'm always worried about, you know, losing our momentum. So, um, <laughs> but great question. <laughs> Way to I'll admit your
6: weaknesses.
5: It. Yeah. Yeah. So, please, uh, please but, sub,
6: pl- please sub some players in if you, if it, yeah. if Saturday looks like it did Wednesday,
5: yeah, Lauren. Here's here's the other thing. Actually, my captains came to me, and we ha- we actually have been playing a lot of players. We've been double subbing. We've been trying to get some block subs in. We we're trying to get Cali in, and they actually said it's really hard for them to keep their rhythm and momentum going because all of a sudden we got all these different players coming in and out, and and you know at one point there's like three players subbing, you know, and the you know it takes like two minutes for the score people to figure it out. So I, I'm almost airing a little bit right now just trying to get a cohesive lineup going where they feel they feel comfortable and um you know and this is part of not having a preseason that you know you just go right in the big 10 and you know we've been moving people around on the right side and so it's typically this is a we're about where we would be at the end of our non-conference about 12 matches and we'd be getting ready to start the big 10 and uh, even though we've been going in the big 10 but that's you know that's this is about where we'd be at the end of our non-conference season, match-wise.
6: Okay. Just listen to whatever Lawrence difference says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We have another caller, Louie in Lincoln. Louie, welcome.
7: Hi. Uh, it's Lee, but that's okay. Louie's good. I like Oh, that. sorry.
6: Um, uh, Louie, no, Lee.
7: <laughs> no, okay. I, I'm just kidding around. Um yeah, Coach. So uh, I'll see if I can explain this. Oh, and I think you should listen to both Laurens, by the way. So uh, believe me, I did. <laughs> I, I was hoping to get a laugh out of that. I'll see if I can explain this, and this is not advice. Okay, this is a question. So okay. in the Ohio State match, especially in the the second match, uh, it seems to me like their their hitters were hitting some really hard. I don't know if you'd call them kills, but sort of, from about the 10-foot line, and they're tall, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six. and it seems to me like it would be really, really tough to block those kinds of things. Like, you'd have two players up at the net, you know, throwing up a block, but the angle is so great when the, when the hitter is far away from the net. Is there any sort of a deal where they could react fast enough to go back Uh, And, you know, play, uh, you know, defense, like dig the ball or something, as opposed to trying to make a block. Does that question make any sense?
5: Well, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And that was uh, uh, Bullock, uh, who's about 6'5", outside hitter. And, And they were setting her off the net. Uh, at times and she's really good at going high and deep. And we don't see that very often cuz you know, let's go back to Minnesota. You're playing Minnesota who's hitting everything super sharp cross court from either either and you know, either side. So the book and she kept taking a, she actually took a little bit off of it and was coming off the top of our block that got deflected a few times and then she just made some really nice kills and we you got to dig that because you can't block it and so that's our floor defense has got to be on that. And, and, uh, you know, there's really good hitters in this conference and, uh, you know, the best thing you can do when they make a nice play is you got to side, side right back out. <laughs> so, uh, but really good question and a good observation. And then London was hitting some out of the back row as well, but she hurt us the first game of the first night. then we really did a nice job on her the rest of the uh, time out of the back row. And, uh, uh, but it does change things. It's a different angle. It's a different perception, and that's, you know, that's why we try to run some back row as well.
6: Thanks for calling, Louie. All right, let's go to Art in Bellevue. Art, welcome to the Nebraska Volleyball Show.
5: Good evening. Congratulations on the win last night. I have a question that's kind of hypothetical. Do you think the girls will be playing beach volleyball in Wacky Key in a year? I sure hope so, man. I think about it every day (laughs) because I really, and, and, uh, it's, this is the time of year. I mean, it's, it's beach volleyball is really, really important for us. It's important for us for development. It's also really important for us, uh, for building their strength, uh, playing barefoot, uh, building up their bodies for the indoor season. And, and we really have noticed that, uh, it's kind of hurt us this year not being able to play beach and be in that sand. I mean, sand's a great workout, and, uh, again, it's really easy on your body. And so uh, I sure hope so, and we're going to do everything we can and um, to make that happen, and, and hopefully we're back to normal. So, But um, I'm I'm going to be really positive in thinking that's going to happen.
6: Thanks for calling in, our... Art. And... Right,
5: Art, you need to go over and watch us if we go.
6: Can fans watch beach volleyball out in, Ho- oh, in Hawaii? Oh,
5: yeah. yeah. We play at Queens beach and at the, at the uh, Hawaii at their courts up there. Yeah. There's bleachers and all kinds of places to see. Yeah, We usually have about Queens beach. We'll probably have a thousand people down there watching. Wow. Yeah. Big Impressive.
6: time. All right. Keep the calls coming. Our sports. To our Sports Nightly hotline, 531-500-4686. And that is brought to you by Woodhouse Auto Family, bringing you more choices in brands, locations, and service. Experience the difference. Purchase with confidence. This is Woodhouse. All right, Coach. I want to talk about a few things that I saw last night in the match. For some reason, it looked like there were some communication errors. What is up with that? And why is it happening in the middle of the season?
5: Well, that's a great question. We've been talking to our team about better communication. And uh, ironically, uh, I, uh, I'll share this. that um, So our three incoming freshmen who are here, Allie, uh, Kennedy, and Lexi, um, they do journals with me. So they, uh, I'll give them a journal assignment, and then they write it and bring it in. I read it and make notes, ask some questions and so on, and they give it back. So just one way we, we can communicate. Uh, and and anyway, so I asked him the other day, I said, okay, so you guys have been watching us play, you watched us, you know, against Ohio State, really tough matches, you know, what do we got to do better? And all three of them said the same thing, we have to raise our level of communication, so that was the message Monday, uh, this week of practice, Uh, we got to raise our level of communication, I mean, your own teammates are seeing that and saying that, and these guys are, you know, high school seniors still, so I don't know, Lauren. It's it's something that they've got to, you know, uh, do a better job. We're demanding more of it in practice where they almost have to, they're just constantly talking and and getting in the habit of that. Uh, But, you know, at times we get quiet and uh, it doesn't work.
6: Did we saw Jess Sweet start on the right side last night? She had a pretty nice night. Did she solidify her role over there?
5: I'm sorry, did she what?
6: Did she solidify her role? Is she going to be the starter from now on?
5: Um, She took a big step in that direction, yeah. So, um, you know, but, uh, you know, we don't want anybody thinking they just can come in there and cruise. So, uh, but anyway, she, she, she had a great week of practice, and that's why we started her, and it was good to see. That was one of the positives about that match was seeing her success in practice carry over into the match.
6: So with Jazz playing in the rotations, in rotation one, she has to be over on the left side. Uh, She typically plays on the right. And you you were struggling in rotation one, and you ran a play where you actually, she ran behind the passers from the left to the right. Do you remember this? To attack on the right side. And Mm Nicklin set her, and she got a kill. So my question is, why don't we see more of that? when you're struggling in rotation one, when Jazz is out there, because it's tough for a lefty to swing on the left. And then uh, kind of the question on top of that is, why don't you guys try to run some different plays, like maybe potentially some crossing plays with, you know, Lexi coming around and hitting two, a two ball in the middle, and the middle, you know, Kayla Caffey running a slide, or potentially, you know, bringing Jazz to hit out, up the gut out of the middle, uh, especially because that was one-on-one last night.
5: Yeah. Hey, just hang on. You'll see it.
6: on saturday
5: (laughs) we've been working on it so uh but you know the the key to running some of those plays Lauren, is you have to pass and the formation we ran where we set jazz you know everybody forgets about jazz when she's running behind we actually did it with riley too a couple times uh last week against ohio state um but and again we did it also at illinois but the the key is you got to pass And the good thing is when we run our right side behind, or let's say we run Jazz behind, uh, if we don't pass or they dig it, at least we're back in our normal positions. So um, it it helps out that way to try to win the transition that's going to go on when they come back at us if they dig it. So it's just an option. We have all kinds of options in that rotation, uh, and and we're constantly working on them.
6: Well, I will be expecting to see a lot on Saturday. I'm, okay. I'm just waiting for a crossing play or something exciting to happen. It's, okay. I feel like your offense is pretty basic, so you need to spice it up a little bit.
5: Okay. All right.
1: Here we are back for hour number three of our Thursday show. In fact, this is our last hour of the night. Tomorrow night we'll have Husker baseball from Iowa City. The Oscars will take on the Hawkeyes. Four o'clock first pitch tomorrow afternoon, so that will take us past the... Beginning of Sports highlights so no show tomorrow night. Before Husker Baseball takes the airwaves, it's the women's basketball team playing in the WNIT. 11 a.m., tip 1045 for pregame coverage. Matt Cotney, Jeff Grease, the Huskers in Memphis, Tennessee, to take on Tennessee Martin in round one of the WNIT. So we'll have two games for you coming the way tomorrow here on the network. Coming up this hour, Round three, the rubber match between Josh and Ben and face off. We'll leave some open phones in the middle part of the hour and then we'll wrap her all up with our flicks picks of the week. We can tell you that you need to choose your experience with Woodhouse, shop, finance, and buy your next vehicle in person or online at Woodhouse.com. Let's do it with the face-off.
0: It's time for face-off.
1: At the
5: face-off. Let's go. Mano, you and me, right here. Right now.
0: Now, here are your hosts, Greg Sharp and Austin Orman.
1: All right, let's recap. Josh clocked Ben in round one, but as the champions tend to do, they bounce back. You got to knock them out. Yeah. Josh couldn't do it. Ben, you've evened it up at one apiece. Yeah, I don't know that either of our
2: confidence are real high <laughs> entering uh, entering tonight's action. Wait till you see for the a Austin's of questions. Reasons. Yeah, for that reason, <laughs> we've been briefed. Uh, at the level of uh, difficulty tonight, and yeah. I, I
8: think Josh and I's headspace both kind of in similar spot entering tonight, so, well, yeah, this could get interesting. I'm also a little bit torn. One, I, I'm not super confident, but also I don't know if I, I want to win because I would much rather be the one asking the questions and, <laughs> and coming up with them. I, I the, the, This feeling hasn't gone away of, of the pressure and, and disliking that, and plus I think if I win, it's Tim's turn to take on the champion next, so... I don't like that. That doesn't sound very appealing to me. <laughs> but you get but you get this magnificent trophy. That's true. I you know I it, it was here a little bit, so I, maybe I can just you know, I don't know.
1: Now Austin, <sighs> I I, I kind of think your questions are a little on the hard side, but you're okay with them, huh?
9: I think they're they're timely. I think they're relevant. I don't think there's anything. unfair being asked, and in the (laughs) words of Ben McLaughlin, these guys just can't be mental midgets, right? They're they're here in this championship round. They're here for a reason, so we got to make them earn it. They can't just give them a free
1: pass. That's fair. fair. All right, you boys ready? I guess. Let's do it. Okay, question one. We have just started today the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. Can you name the last three winners? Josh. Josh? Uh, Let's go with Virginia. How about Virginia? (laughs) Yeah. The winner of the 2019, the last time we had a tournament, were the Cavaliers. You want to play or pass? You only need two more. Yeah, I'll play. All right. Um, I know I can come up with one. Villanova,
8: I think, is one of them. How about Villanova? Yeah. Jay Wright won it in 2018. Um, Gets a little foggy from there. I'll start with... um, Austin's team, Duke. Did they win it? How about the Duke Blue Devils? Uh, Not I know he,
1: Austin. I know you would have liked to hit the yes button on that one.
9: <laughs> they're, they're the Butch Jones oh. champions of life every year.
8: So <laughs> I think I think the answer came to me actually. It's uh, Austin's other favorite team, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Let's try North Carolina.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. I don't want to for the incorrect button, but... <laughs> they they did win it in 2017, so a clean sweep. Josh off to a good start-up, one nothing.
9: There we go. From the NCAA tournament to the NIT, the women's NIT specifically, with the Lady Cornhuskers tipping off tomorrow against UT Martin. Name the last five years Husker women's basketball qualified for the NIT.
8: Oh, boy. Is man. I don't know an answer?
2: <laughs> I'll buzz in, I guess. Ben? Okay. Ben? How about uh, 2015? Ooh, that's show me
8: 2015. <laughs> uh, 2014? Show me 2014. I might have been the NCAA tournament that
2: year. Back to you, Ben. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, boy. T- 2000. Man, it wasn't that long ago. 2016. Show me 2016. There we go.
9: You're so on the board. I'm playing, of right? to play. All
2: right, let's do this. Uh, okay, so we took <laughs> care of a couple of the answers. <laughs> I was going to say, you knocked out here. a few of them. Oh, boy. Um, let's go with. Uh, let see, my first year there was two. Let's try. Uh, Let's try 2010. Hmm. How
9: about 2010? It's not 2010. Nope. Okay. Um, I'm not sure which direction to go, to be honest. Go <laughs> uh, either up or down, probably. Yeah, yeah,
8: one way or the other.
2: Okay, I'm trying to think the. Uh, so I got 2011, right? You got 2016.
9: Or I don't think you've guessed 11. Did I get I didn't get Okay, <laughs> let's try 2011. Show me 2011.
1: Josh waiting in the wings. I know. Yeah. Benoît with one more bad guess. Chance to steal. Um let's see.
2: I write down the years I've guessed here <laughs> <Just> <laughs> kind, of bl- kind of blending together
8: um, I guess we could have a recap that would probably be fair but yeah yeah what do we, do we
2: can we get a recap for guesses? yes
9: so the first two guesses were incorrect 2015 and 2014 then uh, you then got the only correct answer thus far by saying 2016 and you're down in the count 2 after guessing 10 and 11
0: okay
8: can he t- take a walk is he is that allowed um,
9: yeah. odds are slim <laughs>
8: Okay. Um, man, I, I feel bad just throwing
2: out a guess here, but
8: yeah, it's,
2: it's hard to just.
8: I do have a little bit of logic behind my guess if you don't say it, but it's not clear cut, so you might end yeah, up winning the, anyway. The problem
2: is, that I feel like they're all like kind of sandwiched, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, let's go with. Uh, so I, uh, okay. So let me clarify here. The. the the one that I got right, is it 1516 or 1415? It's 1516, yeah. 1516,
9: okay. So 2013-14 so so and 2014-15 are also off the board, right? Okay. Let's do. Um, oh, God, I don't know. Let's just do 2009. Show me 2009 to stay alive. Ooh.
2: Still in it. <laughs> Like I'm just prolonging the
9: inevitable
1: here.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. Okay. Give me. Um, 2008.
9: How about the year before 2008? <laughs> it was not 2008, oh. so three answers left on the board available for you, Josh.
8: Well, I was going to say, Ben, that my answer was, or my SEAL attempt was going to be 2008, because I think so we put together that that podcast about that 2009-10 team, the undefeated yeah. team, when they made the tournament, and I, so I was thinking that it was going to be the year before that. Well, that's right, and that's why mm-hmm. he guessed 9 and got it. Right, yes. and so that, yeah, yeah 8 09. Yeah. and then 08 was wrong, so 708 I'm just going to go one year before for that, so 2007, 2006, seven, 2006, 2007, for the steel. Oh.
9: No. If you go the other way on that one, you're right. They made it three years in a row: 2004, oh man, really? 2005, 2006. Not again oh till 09. Not again till 16. So
1: that's a category oh. for Ben. All right. I feel great about it. I earned that. <laughs> all right, all right, tied up. Tied up at one. We have time to tell you to buckle up and put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Give the guys a chance to catch their breath. Question three. With both Indiana and Minnesota changing coaches this week, who are the four longest tenured basketball coaches in the Big Ten? Josh. Ben. Josh.
8: Josh in
2: first.
1: Uh, Go with the obvious, Tom Izzo. How about Tom Izzo? Yes, sir. 25 years as Michigan State's head coach. Would you like to play or pass? Um, I'm
8: writing down a bunch of names, so I at least have guesses. I'll, I'll play. Okay. Um, let's go just a little bit east
1: and the Hawkeyes, Fran McCaffrey. How about Fran McCaffrey? Yes, sir. Ten years as head coach of the Hawkeyes.
2: How many are we looking for?
8: Four. Four. Halfway home. Four of them. All right. I feel like this is where I'm going to run into a little bit of a roadblock, but I'm still, I think I can at least name enough to get me through, hopefully. Because I feel like there are a bunch of guys in that five to eight year range, which is, I think, where we're going to be at. Um, what about
1: Chris Collins at Northwestern? Give me Chris Collins. Oh. First miss, All right. first strike.
8: Um, how about Mark Turgeon,
1: Maryland? Mark Turgeon. Yes, sir. Nine years as head coach of the Terps. Can you 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 tell me one more? Can you
8: tell me which ones I've gotten, like, in order? Like, one, two, three, four? What do you think, Commissioner Austin? Is that too big of a hint? I
9: think that's a pretty big hint at that stage. All All right, all right.
8: I assume that Izzo is number one because he's been here since the beginning of time. But that is correct. Yes, we'll give yeah. you that. Um, much. <sighs> I'm trying to think. Need one. I know Only it's not. No, it's not Nebraska. I don't think it's Rutgers. Definitely not Penn State. Um,
1: how about uh, Purdue? Matt Painter. Give me Matt Painter. Yes, sir. 15 years. Painter's number two behind Izzo. You have swept the category and take a 2-1 lead. I did not know. That's heartbreaking. I I
2: wrote four (laughs) names down. Those were all four right.
8: Oh, wow. Uh, (laughs) Well, you would have been more confident in it than me, but I still made it work.
9: All right. Let's go on to question number four. The NCAA tournament is starting tonight with the first four games. We asked you guys to name the three teams who have made it from the first four to the Sweet 16. Ben, Ben's in. Syracuse, show me the cues. This is right at Ben's Alley.
8: How many way there? Need
2: three more. Nope, two more. Uh, UCLA, show me
1: UCLA. Oh man, I was confident in them. By the way, Syracuse did it in 2018. Yes. they were in the first four before they lost two. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know
2: Syracuse was a given.
1: Uh, yes. And I will give you this to both of you. They are the most recent one to do it in 2018. Okay. Yeah. So, there was only let's one see. other tournament since then. So.
9: <laughs> when did the first four start? 2011 was the first year. So you got okay. 10 years of games, give or take, nine years.
2: How about – uh? so first four, right? How about yes. – uh, VCU, mm,
1: That's a good one. VCU, the Rams.
2: Wow. Ah, yeah, Correct. That's
1: two out of three. Oh, yeah. In year one of the deal, 2011, they did it. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I know there's
2: another one that wasn't the first year, but close to it. Uh, let's see. Sweet six. Wait, you say, th- is it sweet 16, right? Yes. Make it to yeah, the sweet right. 16. <laughs> hmm.
7: Hmm.
9: I think you got the two that I would have gotten if I were answering this question. I'm just yeah. having a
8: hard time thinking of teams that were in that first four. Uh, About... Uh
2: I can't remember if Tennessee made it because Tennessee beat Iowa one year and I can't remember if they made it because I know they won a couple of games let's try USC USC the men of
9: Troy Hmm. no luck
1: with the those left L- coast teams yeah those LA schools have hurt you
2: why, why do I keep thinking that it's, that it's going to be that Two left. One there's
9: left. one on the board and one, one guest remaining.
2: Okay.
8: Tom Izzo on my TV back here, by the way. Yeah, getting they're getting looking ready old. To tip
9: her. That guy just cost me a category. <laughs> <laughs> looking like he's coached at Michigan State for 25
2: years. That old? It's yeah. it's early. It, it was early on in that thing. Yeah. i so I don't hmm. think it's I don't think it's Tennessee because that was just a couple of years ago.
8: To help, Ben. I this will be a wild stab in the dark on my end. So. I don't know it.
2: Yeah, I... BYU. BYU,
9: the Cougs? They will take on the winner of one of these first four games this year, but they are not an answer themselves. So, Josh, a chance to steal.
8: Yeah, I... I'm feeling like it's a mid-major of some sort. So the first two names that came to mind are Dayton and Rhode Island. Not sure why, but I'll go with Dayton. Is it the Flyers?
2: <sighs> That's not a bad guess. Dayton. Dayton's a team that I thought about too. You're right. It's a very good guess.
9: It is a mid-major, and funny enough, Greg said it's the LA teams that tripped Ben LaSalle? up. It was, in,
2: it was LaSalle in oh, 2013. Man. As soon as you said LA, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember LaSalle went on a nice run. I wouldn't have come up with that. Yep. So there we are. 2-2 two, two, tie.
9: All
1: right. Keep it oh, going. Oh, it's getting Let's tight go. here. Question <laughs> five. With the NBA season having two months left in the regular season, which four teams have the best record by percentage? Josh. When play started today? Josh got Josh. in first. Um, the Utah Jazz. How about the Utah Jazz? Yes, sir. 29 and 10 are the Jazz entering play today. Want a pass or play? I'll play. Okay. Um, I, I
8: know the Jazz are on top by a decent amount, and then it's pretty jumbled, but I'll just start listing off teams that I think are in that race. Uh, how about the Lakers?
1: Give me the Los Angeles
8: Lakers. Oh. No, sir. They're not one of the top four right now. Um, I think the Nets have made a big run. Are
1: they in, in that top four? How about the Brooklyn Nets? <laughs> yes, sir. Twenty-eight and thirteen is Brooklyn right now. Okay. Um. How about the Milwaukee Bucks? The Milwaukee Bucks. Um, two on the board, one strike. Yeah, two left. La- yeah. Man yeah. over there.
8: How many do I have to get? You got two more. Two more. Okay.
1: And you have two strikes.
8: Um. Let's stick in the East. Let's do uh, Philly,
1: 76ers. How about Philadelphia? <laughs> yes, sir.
7: Uh. Same
1: record as the Nets. They're both 28 and 13. Milwaukee, by the way, did beat Philly last night. I. This is back to the shot in uh,
8: regulation. Send it yeah. to OT. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I feel like I have, I should have a better grasp on this than I did the NHL standings that we did a couple <laughs> of weeks ago, but I'm still struggling with it. At least I can name enough teams to feel competent. But I, I've i watched just enough to have an idea. Yeah. Um, and I know this this might be a little bit of a shot in the dark, but I know that they've been having a really good year. So I'm going to say the Phoenix
1: Suns. How about the Phoenix Suns? How about them? Oh, wow. Clears the category. 26 and 12 is Phoenix right now. Yeah. All right, Josh, up 3-2. All right. All right, question
9: number six. We return to March Madness, but not on the court. We take this one off the court. So I did some digging on YouTube, and according to the March Madness YouTube page, name the five One Shining Moment videos with the most views. Ben. Ben. (laughs) How
2: about the uh, uh, Christian Leitner turnaround jumper? Wait, we need the Oh, we're talking about years. years. Oh, okay. Yes, Um, year of
9: the song One Shining Moment.
2: Got it. Okay, let's do 2005. Show me
9: 2005. Uh, 2010. Show me 2010. <laughs> let's go 2008. 2008. 2012. 2012. <laughs>
8: I can't even think of what years would be good. I know. I'm trying Do we know to what do.
9: year YouTube started? Do we know, when, we know when it became popular? Okay. Well, <laughs> well I, uh,
2: 2013.
9: Show me 2013.
2: Man, that was the year that RJ Hunter hit that shot for Georgia State. That 20,
1: well, was yeah. it really? Yeah. Huh. Man, what? That, was that seems like it was a couple years ago. Did I say 2011
8: yet? You have not. No. Would you like to? Yeah, so I'll buzz in or say that. 2011. <laughs> <I
9: don't know.
8: laughs> You're still in search of our uh,
9: first correct answer.
2: Uh, 2018. How about 2018? Can not give you any help now.
8: <laughs> All right. Gotta we're on play. the board. Got to play All right. it. 2019. <laughs> 2019. That's what I was It's not the most recent.
1: Uh, <laughs>
8: 2017. <laughs> 2017. <laughs>
2: Uh. <laughs>
8: 2016
9: <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> one left. I feel
8: really dumb. No strikes. I, I feel like I guessed this already, but 2015. 2015 for the category. Okay.
1: okay. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> that's found impressive. The, found
8: the trend, Josh. <laughs> I know you one step ahead of me there. <laughs> so, actually 2015 has
9: the most views with 748,000 followed oldest. by 2016 yeah, wow. with 732,000. Right. And then there's a big old drop. The next largest after that is the 2018 uh, version with yeah. under 400,000, then yeah, 390 for four, and just under 300,000 for 2019.
1: Wow. You guys need, can't, You guys need a break? I asked. can't believe you didn't. We, I, I don't know how you didn't know that, Maybe Josh. we should just, just take a break and come back with
8: question seven after. No, I'm just kidding. We can finish... Uh, All right, here it is. This is for
1: all the marbles. This is the the best matchup
2: of all time, by the way. Yes.
1: Question seven. In a survey of 100 people, we asked: name something that only happens once every few years. Top five answers on the board, Josh. Uh, Presidential election. How about presidential election? That's a big one. Right. Yes, number number 2. Okay. You want to pass or play. I'll go for it. Was the question every few years? Few. Every few years. It's kind of a, yeah, no, it's not,
8: kind of a weird Not one. every 4, but every few, okay? Um
1: What about Leap Year? Dang it. no. one leap year. answer ahead. It's <laughs> <laughs> number 3. So you've gotten 2 and 3. Uh I'm struggling. Um Feel
8: like I should just go really fast because then Ben won't be able to come up with anything. But um, <laughs> trying to just think along those 2018. lines. 2018. Uh, what about uh, what
1: about the Olympics? Dang it! How's the Olympics? <laughs> Number four answer. So you're missing one and five. Oh man. Um, this is an Olympic year,
8: by the way. We got it is Tokyo coming up this summer. I really hope it happens. There have been talks that it won't, but. Uh, what about an eclipse? How About an eclipse. That is be kidding me! Is the number one answer? Well, now I've run out of guesses. Yeah, so have I. <laughs> well, you don't have any strikes. I know. Well, that's, yeah, that's the problem. I don't know. <laughs> Out of a... Oh, man. should probably start buzzing me because I'm going to have to take a while to think. Um,
2: Take all the time you need.
8: (laughs) I'm just trying to... Surely there's another sporting event or something in there somewhere, but I don't... Like the...
1: Baseball World Classic. <laughs> it
8: seems
2: How did you dumb. land on this question, by the way? Yeah, what
1: was Well, I, I looked for some oddities, and then it w- we just had a presidential election. We got the Olympics coming up, so that's yeah. why. All right. Are there. you guessing the WBC, I'm going to guess the WBC. WBC? <laughs> I'm sure that nobody answered that. I um,
8: feel like this is probably better on the world stage. What about the World Cup soccer?
1: How about World Cup Leans the category, and Josh wins the match. Wow, that was stressful. All five swept. Josh swept all my questions. My goodness. Well, you said you are going to make him easier. I
2: can't believe you pulled Phoenix out of your butt. Yeah, (laughs) that was lucky. I I thought you were going to say the
1: Clippers. I
8: watched a game of theirs like a week ago or so, and I knew that they were having a good season, but that was lucky. That last category is the most lucky of all, though. I don't.
2: God, that sucks. I knew I—I I had the coaches. <laughs> I had the uh, NBA one. I obviously the, the NCAA champions. Man, I'll be honest. I anticipated that's,
8: that's Greg's first question about the tournament cha- last three tournament champions. I'd done a little bit of studying on that, so I had those at at the forefront. But whoa. that's
2: heartbreaking. Bring
8: heart-breaking. that trophy back to Lincoln. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will if I'm ever there. <laughs> Nice. Well done, Josh. That was good, good stuff. Good job, Josh. Thanks. Appreciate Very it. Good. good game.
7: Nothing good on TV anymore? Struggling to find something to watch?
5: There's no crying in baseball!
7: Well,
1: we've got you covered.
5: I'm going to make him an offer with you. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up.
1: It's time now for Sports Nightly Flicks Picks. And action! Yeah, here we are checking out what's on everybody's screens in the last week or so, and let's start with Ben. Yeah, we uh, we just
2: wrapped up first season of Battlefish, the show that you guys are saying that I bribed my wife into watching. When I, in fact, I'm, the last two nights she was the one that asked if no. I wanted to watch it. So <laughs> I'm <making> this, uh, <laughs> facts only on this show. Yep. So we just we're just about done with that, and. Uh,
8: and then we're, we're on to something new. And, and I'll let her pick the series this time. Nice.
0: good
8: <laughs> Uh So, as I think I've stated in the past on the show that we uh, have watched um, the Great British Baking Show on Netflix. And yeah. there was, uh, back around Christmas time, they had a, a special episode with um, some uh, actors from the show Dairy Girls, which originated in Ireland over there in the UK. So um, we ended up watching that the last couple of weeks, and it's a a sitcom that is set in the uh, 90s in Ireland when there's all sorts of civil unrest between Catholics and Protestants and so it's just kind of set in there it's it's hard to watch without subtitles because they have such thick Irish accents but it it was pretty entertaining the characters on it are pretty funny and, and that that's on Netflix as well it's two short seasons both six episodes each so pretty good sweet all right
1: Austin
9: yeah so the wife found a movie on hulu that she wanted to go through and to be fair we are only 18 minutes in that's how far we got before she conked <laughs> out after a hard day ah. on the floor at work so still waiting for the last hour and a half or so but we're 18 minutes in and here's a little bit of a trailer for it
0: you are one of those lucky people that can travel anywhere yes ma'am I'm and they will sometimes call you nomads
8: My mom says that you're homeless. Is that true?
5: No, I'm not homeless. I'm just houseless. Not the same thing, right? No. My husband worked at the USG mine in Empire. I was a substitute teacher. It is a tough
0: time right now. You may want to consider early retirement. I need work.
7: I like work.
9: So the name of the movie is called Nomadland. It's on mm-hmm. Hulu. Frances McDormand plays the main character. Um, she and her husband in the movie lived in the small town in Nevada that got hit really hard by the recession. Her husband passes away, and now she's traveling throughout most of the southwest of the United States in her van, just trying to find any work she can, at least through the first 18 minutes of the movie. Pretty powerful stuff so far, so I'd, i recommend it. Set in modern times, is it? Uh, yeah, right after the Great Recession in 08-09. Okay, based so on t- about 10 some years, years ago. Events.
1: Okay, all right, very. Cool. I've heard a lot about that. I think you're going to enjoy that if you can get past the 18-minute mark. I think you're going <laughs> to think that's pretty good. Uh, we're, my wife and I are big fans of A Million Little Things, uh, show on ABC. It had been on about a three-month hiatus. Came back last week, so we got, we're caught up on that show. It airs on Thursday nights. In fact, there's a new one coming up here in about five minutes, but I won't watch it tonight because so I'm going to watch basketball. But uh, I was tooling through Disney Plus and stumbled on the movie Secretariat. Out in 2010, you guys probably seen it, but here's a little clip.
5: In frenzied excitement, he eats up the ground. He paws fiercely, rejoicing in his strength, and charges into the fray, afraid of nothing. When the trumpet sounds,
1: our father's farm has been losing
0: money for years to so run a horse breeding operation. You need a certain touch, and you're a housewife. I feel like I could make something work.
8: Miss, this is a gentleman's club. Miss. I need a good trainer just to get
3: things stabilized.
5: You need a Lucian Lauren. Dresses like Superfly. He's trying to retire.
3: I'm
5: tired of babysitting half-ton animals who are stubborn as their owners are.
1: Diane Lane plays the, the gal who owns the horse secretary. He went on to Triple Crown fame. She's terrific in this thing. She hires this eccentric trainer played by John Malkovich. I'm a big fan of his. And obviously history, you know, he goes on to be the greatest horse in horse racing history. So interesting movie. Have you guys seen that? It's been out 10, 11 years. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Good I actually, movie.
8: I actually have not. So, yeah, that, uh, I, it's on my list. It's always been on my list. I just haven't ever gotten around to watching it. We're getting Josh's Moneyball. Exactly. <laughs>
1: well, I don't know that it's quite in Moneyball category, but we're getting close to Triple Crown season, right? The Derby's coming up in first Saturday of May, so that's not too far off. So that's why I stumbled onto it. Hadn't seen it, watched it, enjoyed it. Rotten Tomatoes gives it pretty good numbers, so... Again, it's, it's been out 10, 11 years, but stumbled on that on Disney+. Plus. All right, that's going to put a wrap on tonight's show. We do have time to tell you that you need to buckle up and put that phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Last show of the week. Not sure about Monday. Could have some NIT action with the women. Uh, if not, we'll be here. We'll be here to recap all the weekend and see how your brackets are doing. Thanks to Ben, to Josh, to Austin, and all of you. Congrats to Josh, winner of the face-off. He gets the trophy back in Lincoln. Have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow from Iowa City. Good night.